Thanks for listening to the Lunch and Learn with Dr. Barry, here to help educate, motivate, and put you on the right path to take control of your health through weekly discussions on topics in the medical field, public health arena, and in your community. And now your host, Dr. Barry. Welcome to another episode of the Lunch Learn with Dr. Barry. I'm your host, Dr. Barry Pierre, your favorite board certified internist, founder of drbarrypierre.com, as well as Pierre Medical Consulting, helping you empower yourself for better health with the number one podcast for patient advocacy. This week, we bring you a good one. This is actually a special one. Uh, today, we're talking about the kids. And those who know, I have an aversion to the kids. Uh, it was the reason why I went into internal medicine 18 or up. But I have a lot of parents who listen to the podcast and read the blogs and see the videos. And, you know, they got questions too, right? So I wanted to bring in a kid expert on the show to kind of talk about kids. And really, maybe I'm going to learn some too. You know, I got three three little ones. I got two twins and an old one. So I'm going to be pulling some information from this episode as well too. So today we're talking with Dr. Candace Jones, who is a board certified practicing general pediatrician in Orlando, Florida. She provides a standard of care that enriches the lives of thousands of kids and parents each year. Dr. Candace is a former National Health Service Corps scholar who is committed to health and well-being of underserved children and adolescents in areas affected the greatest by health and inequality. She completed her pediatrics residency at John Hopkins School of Medicine. She earned a medical doctorate degree at Morehouse School of Medicine. She is a spokesperson for the American Academy of Pediatrics, member of its Council on Communications and Media, and in the Florida chapter. Dr. Candace steps out of the exam room to support various charitable organizations, children health initiatives, and to promote wellness in the community. For her efforts, she was awarded in 2018 the Health Empowerment Award by the Central Florida Urban League and Public Health Hero Award by the Department of Health in Orange County. Dr. Candace has special interest in medical media because of its education outreach. In 2016, she launched Dr. Candace MD, a website focused on kid health education. She also created a podcast, Kidding Around with Dr. Candace, where she discusses various pediatric and parenting topics with other experts. She's been featured on Fox 35, News 13, NPR in Orlando, the Daily Flash TV in Miami, Sirius XM Doctor Radio, The Michael Bazin Show, Healthy Children Podcast, various other health panels. And guys, I don't need to tell you, she's absolutely amazing, right? So again, if I, I told you, if I'm going to bring these guests on, I'm going to bring someone that, you know, you are going to get excited just as I'm excited, right? Again, I'm taking notes uh, during this episode right along with you guys. Today, we're talking about a very important topic, which I, well, a topic that I don't think gets discussed enough especially because we, we tend to focus on the adults, right? So we're going to be talking about obesity in kids, right? So again, this is something that we, we would hope that we would never have to talk about, but we, we are being dishonest with ourselves if we don't bring the conversation out to the forefront. Obesity is a problem. I know it's a problem because I know it's a problem in adults. I got to take care of an adult. You know, we talk about our New Year's resolutions. A lot of it is associated with losing weight, trying to get healthier. But imagine if you're 8, 9, 12, 14, 18 years old and you're dealing with these issues. And you know the longer you have to deal with health problems, the more complications that can arise. So I wanted to bring this expert on to really talk about childhood obesity. Just tell us what we can do to maybe prevent it, right? Because that's, that's, that's what you always want to know, right? Like, yeah, my child is a little fat. What can I do to prevent it, right? And some of these things that we're doing on a day-to-day basis that kind of adding to the problem. So Sit back, get ready for another amazing episode with Dr. Candice. Remember, if you have not done so, subscribe to the podcast, leave me a five-star review, and then I want you to go ahead and subscribe to her podcast as well because, and again, all of their links will be in the show notes, so if you're driving or working, whatever you're doing, 
you'll be able to access her podcast as well. In fact, I want you to leave a five-star review on her podcast, uh, on Apple Podcasts, just to let her know that she did such an amazing job on the podcast. So you guys have a great and blessed day and get ready for another great episode here with Lunch Learn with Dr. Barry. This episode is brought to you by the Lunch and Learn Community Store, where we are living out the motto, empower yourself for better health. In the Lunch and Learn Community Store, you can get your favorite t-shirts, ebooks, as well as other related products by Dr. Barry. Head over to shop.drpiersblog.com and get a chance to get 10% off your first purchase by using the coupon code EMPOWER10. Again, shop.drpiersblog.com. Live out the motto, empower yourself for better health. All right, Lunch Learning Community, like the intro says, we have an amazing guest. You guys know, like, I love patient care. I love to talk about my adults, but like, I purposely stress talking about my adults because, you know, kids aren't really my thing. But this person here, and you've heard a little bit about her in the intro, but of course, I want her to kind of introduce herself to the Lunch Learning Community. We have Dr. Candace Jones here. First of all, thank you for coming to the show. Thank you for having me. I'm excited about it. I love it. I love it. So, Dr. Candace, please tell the Lunch Learning community kind of a little bit about, you know, who you are, you know, how you got to where you're at. And before we really give this deep dive into obesity, especially in children. Yes. So I'm Dr. Candace Jones. I go by Dr. Candace. Some people call me Dr. Jones. But anyway, I'm a general pediatrician. I'm a board certified pediatrician. And I love, love, love kids. I love the fact that I can take this newborn baby and help the parent with all their wonderful babies questions, especially new moms, and literally follow them throughout their life. That's the best case scenario for a pediatrician to grow and be a part, a nurturing part of a family's life and see a child grow from a child to an adult. It's just absolutely amazing. I don't think you get that anywhere else in medicine. So I love that. And I even love the crazy teenage years, all those struggles as well. It's a, it's a welcome challenge on my part. So I see patients. I see kids from birth up to 21. And I also, the past few years, got interested in spreading evidence-based correct medical information because as we all know everybody's mm-hmm. googling googling mm-hmm. right and on Wait. social media there's oh, so yes. much information out there but unfortunately a lot of people just believe what they see and they don't know what's true and what's not true and what's fake news and i hate to use that word but yeah <laughs> Anyway, and so I felt, as you do, Dr. Barry, a call to, you know, counteract some of that misinformation. Well, if Mm -hmm. these guys are going to be out here giving bad information, then we have to not only we have to step outside of our exam rooms and our little cocoons with our the one patient in a family and reach and reach the masses and give them correct information. And so I'm a part of that, just like Dr. Barry, so that people can get reputable, credible kid health information and empower their families and make sure their kids are happy and healthy. So I have a podcast, Kidding Around with Dr. Candace. I have social media platform on all social media, if you would say platforms, yes. my website. And I know you're going to mention all that and you have all that information. And so I'm just trying to do my part. Definitely. And and I think that I, I love how you stress the fact that it's, you know, evidence-based and like factual information. Because, you, right. know, you know, it's, it's interesting because, you know, we sit back and, you know, we just see all of this stuff kind of stream across TV, stream across our social media. And we're just kind of shaking our head because we know it's not true, but... We also know that there's a lot of people who don't. That's right. 
and taking that that leap of faith that says, you know what, like I'm I'm okay, right? Like, because we would be okay if we just talked to our patients in the clinic, but mm-hmm. the, the calling that we have that says, you know what, like I got to make sure that like I, I can reach that person in California and Wisconsin and New York and wherever you're listening to out even internationally, right? Wherever you listen to the show, like I, I want to be able to kind of reach out to you and say, like, no, 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 this is like the actual truthful information that you should be kind of following along. That's right. And the exam room is just not enough anymore. And, and like you said, I was pleasantly surprised when I looked at some of my analytics recently. I'm like, oh my God, people are watching from London. Oh, people mm-hmm. are watching from, you know. So it just gives you the world stage when you go media. And so not that we're looking for that, but our goal is to reach people everywhere with truthful health information. I love it. So today, yeah. so today we're going to be talking about obesity, which is has been a hot topic. It's actually, it's, it's always a hot topic, especially in healthcare. But most importantly, especially in the beginning of the year, when people are trying to lose weight, you know, the New Year's resolutions are hopefully still going strong, right? And, you know, they're trying to to get thick and trying to get thin and whatever their health goal is. Right. And from from an adult and guys, you know, listening community, you know, I don't have, I I can tell you, you you already know some of the facts, right? 40% of people obese, almost 94 million here in the U.S., all these related conditions, diabetes, hypertension, stroke, there's some cancer. There's actually an article that said that if you're obese, you have a higher risk for cancer, which is crazy. You you know how much obesity costs this country. And, and it's the fact that the, the rate of obesity has tripled since 1975, right? So right. this is a problem that we really, you know, need to get a hold of, right? And as an internist, you know, I, I take care of the, the adults who are who are trying to lose weight, right? But pretty sure Dr. Canada will be able to tell us, right? Like they didn't just get obese, right? When they hit 18, right? Like right. it's been something that you know, kind of starting in the beginning. And I, I felt it was only right to get Dr. Candace on the show to really, because again, guys, if, you, if I've said this before, I'm terrified of kids, right? Like <laughs> I, I, I love minds, right? But when they get sick, I get scared too. I know my limits. So, right. So I want to get someone who like, this is their field. This is the expert. So why not get the kid expert to kind of talk to us about, you know, her experience on child obesity and what she kind of sees on a day-to-day basis. Right. So we know that that epidemic that you talked about, those dark stats are similar in children. So one in five children are obese in the United States. That's about 13.7 million children. So that's epidemic status. And what's so concerning is that the incidence or the health disparity there of it being higher in African-American and Hispanic communities. And so we definitely, we know all the fallout. And I'm sure we're going to talk about that from obesity. It's not just about looks and body image. It's about real health problems, mental and physical. And so that's why we have to do something about it. It's, it's so strange, especially when we, we just talk about obesity, because I think a lot of times people really do look at it as an adult related illness. But as I'm pretty sure you're going to tell us, like it's, it's something that you guys have to think about as early as, you know, newborns, especially yes. from a standpoint. Yes, we definitely have obese babies. I talk about that a lot. And what we know now, you know, see, parents relax and they don't think about obesity in their newborn or their, their toddler because there's this old adage of, oh, as she gets taller or as they start mm-hmm. running around, they'll, grow they'll outgrow, outgrow it. <laughs> and we do see a plateau like that in development. But what we're seeing now because this epidemic is really bad, we're seeing obese babies turn into obese children, turn into obese adolescents, and turn into obese adults. 
adults, it never goes away. You're not outgrowing it. You're not running, you know, running it off. And we know the reason there, all Mm -hmm. the screen time and sedentary lifestyle and terrible eating habits. Mm -hmm. So kids are not outgrowing their thickness, their baby fat, (laughs) as like you said, that happened 30 years ago, that triple in obesity rate we've seen over the past 30 years. So that's why we have to do something about this. Obesity, childhood obesity, obesity in adults, all of it is preventable and manageable. And so that's what I try to stress with parents that let's start thinking about this now because I don't want you coming to me when he's 10 or 15 and then we're complaining and we have all the fallout and you're upset about his weight when we could talk about this and prevent this from an early age. And, oh, interesting. Like what, what I guess, I guess the question I have is like, what do you tell the parents? Like what, what, when a parent says, I can't, that's like, you know, my, my baby's, you know, overweight, you know, they, they're big. Like what, what did I do wrong? Right. Like if they say, yeah. what did I do wrong? And if they, if they're trying to figure out like, is there something that they could have done to, you know, prevent? Right. Right. You know, most of the time in my clinical experience, parents have no clue the child is overweight or obese until they're at that. 10, their teen, the preteen, teenage years where it's causing problems with bullying or the child not liking their size or people starting to tease them or the parent is right in their face. Oh, this is the problem. So there's a point where we get like, you're way too much. We got to do something about that. But they missed it for years. Wow. So I'm telling, you know, for those parents, we know most parents are going to bring their children to the pediatrician, whether they're sick or they're well to get shots for their physicals. So years before, I have been telling you that your child is here on the growth chart, that your child's body mass index is here. This is overweight range. So I'm telling parents and young people that your child falls in the overweight category or they're getting close. They're straddling the fence. Oftentimes I tell my teenage girls because they really care. I'm like, you know, you're on the fence of overweight. A couple of more potato chips, Mm -hmm. girlfriend. (laughs) (laughs) And then they just start laughing. I'm like, literally, that's what it translates into. A big gulp and some more potato chips. You're over the fence. You're overweight. Right? And so we. that's why you need to be seeing, taking your child into their pediatrician to have regular well visits at least yearly and having that discussion. How are they doing with growth? How's their weight? How's their blood pressure? How, you know, that doctor should be doing that and telling you what these numbers are, showing you the growth chart. It shouldn't be a surprise. Now, the second issue is parents not accepting that. A lot of parents do and they receive, yeah, they receive the information. Can you hear me? Oh, yes. And then, okay. they, yeah. I know, and I was telling you to talk to the lunch learning community because I don't yes. think because I know I know some I know some of y'all parents who listen and are like, no, nah, nah, she ain't talking to me. No, no, she is. She is. Right. Let me tell you, I have parents to come into the clinic and they have a paper, which I love this program. I love this initiative from the school. And it says they're telling the parent they have to bring their child to me because they met criteria for overweight and obesity. So the, ch- the schools are screening. Right. Yes. Love it. And I go, mm-hmm. when, when, did, when did that start? <laughs> oh my God. I've been seeing it now for about three years. Wow. I'm not okay. quite sure. I should, I should know that, but I don't know the exact okay. date, but I go, mm-hmm. according to my notes, I've been telling you that for four or five, <laughs> Wow. <laughs> you know, and I go, but whatever it takes to make you hear it, but they're upset. They're offended. They're, 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 that's embarrassing for my baby. How dare you say my baby's fat? Mm-hmm. I don't appreciate this. Me having to come in because you say my baby's fat. You know, they're mad at the school. 
Right. Not all the time, but sometimes. And so, but I welcome and I tell them, you know, I really commend schools for doing this because this is how serious this is. Mm-hmm. They feel like there are lanes, like the school shouldn't be getting involved with this. Yes, they should. Definitely. You know, this is what public health is all about. And so I explain, I explain that. And then I say, I'm glad you're here. I'm glad they've done this. This is what we've been showing you. This is what this means. And let's talk about it again. And so a lot of times, then I hear all of us are big, right? Oh, yes. She's just going to be big like everybody else. Everybody, I everybody big in the family like is big. So yeah. And so I hear, so the excuses come. Oh, he's just big bone, you know? Or oh, yes. she go, I'm growing. I ain't worried about it. Or I think she looks fine. I think she looks good. She's strong. She's healthy. She can keep up with the other kids. And, you know, they literally look at their child and think they look great. And then I also have parents with multiple kids. They bring the normal weight. You're in the right range on your growth chart in and say, this baby is too skinny. Do something about it. Is she sick? And then they have other kids who are off the chart and that child looks healthy. They don't get it. So we're eyeballing it. Any cultural differences associated with? Absolutely. We're, you know, different cultures eyeball it differently. You know, we like P-H-A-T chat, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) We like a little, you know, the kids to be a little thick and and hefty looking, right? Mm -hmm. And it is definitely culturally. You know, I've heard these stories uh, and read about the phenomenon of cultures, you know, from India to Africa, all over, where if you're wealthy, you're fit, right? Mm-hmm. You have money, you have food, you have everything. That's a sign of richness and having it all and great. But when you're when you're skinny, that may be the people who are perceived as being in famine, not had, right? And so definitely, I definitely see it with my Haitian families. You know, here in Orlando, we're very diverse. Hispanic, Caribbean families, African, it just a huge diversity in my patient populations I hear. I hear Spanish, I hear Creole, I hear French, I hear English, I hear everything. And so I definitely see it in my Hispanic families, my Haitian families. They're concerned about their child is underweight when the child is perfectly normal. Wow. Yeah. I was wondering, cause it, it, and it's so funny because you, you, you start losing some weight around some Haitian families and they start looking oh, at you. Oh, yeah. That's like, a problem. They're like, you getting sick? What's what's happening? And to the extent of, I have sat down, uh, my best friend and office manager in our clinic is Haitian. And so we can go in a room together. We tag team and we talk. And some of the, the dishes and the things they do to fatten the kids up is absolutely amazing. Mm. <laughs> now, I, I mean, be, recipes. Yes. Tell you, I'm, I'm <laughs> Uh, as a, a proud Haitian, I can tell you, right? My diet growing up, and, and people used to think I'm joking. Like it was literally rice, some type of sauce, and some type of meat, right? And yes. that was like five to six days a week, right? Rich, seasoned, yes. all of that. Yes, mm-hmm. tastes I mean, amazing. The- but you look back, you're like, oh my god, what, what were we? Uh- yeah, absolutely. And you know, it, it's that stuff is so rich. It's more than pediasure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Be pediasure any day. Yeah, that's that's and that's very interesting, especially especially when you have these parents who are who are essentially kind of deflecting, right? They don't want yes, to say except. that like I'm the one putting the food in my child's mouth, right? Because right. Like, I feel like especially when we talk about childhood obesity, like I I I, hate, I don't want to say victim, but, but like I feel like what can the child actually do, right? Like it's right. my parents are the one giving me the food, yeah. Like, 
I'm just it's eating. a learn. It's a learned behavior. It, it, it is is behaviors. It's practices. Now let's go back a little bit because uh, you know obesity, even in adults or in children, is multifactorial because mm-hmm. people people want to know why. And so there is a component of what you eat in if you're sedentary, your activity level, and that's behavioral and led by what how your environment is and all of that stuff. There is still though components to genetics, those predispositions, also even medical history. So some children, you know, if I, my asthma is poorly controlled, I'm not going to be running around like everybody else. Uh, if I have thyroid, a thyroid condition, I have an increased risk of gaining weight. And so there are, there is some of that. So we, we don't want to totally blame the parents, but a lot of it is behavioral, behavioral and learned behaviors that promote, put us at risk for gaining weight and keeping weight on. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, of course, you're going to hear, I already know, I can already hear my listening community talk about, what about the video games? Yes, let's talk about it. That's like, you you know, and that is this, the trend now of this generation. And I think it has added to that tripling over the last 30 years because we know, and this screen time thing is causing problems in every area. It's causing problems with sleep, which can affect obesity. It's causing problems with learning. It's causing problems with behavior. And it's causing problems with obesity because of promoting a sedentary lifestyle. So when your child becomes addicted or spends too much time on screens, whether it's their smartphone, social media, playing video games, or just watching TV, they are not moving. And you know what else goes with that? Snacking. Oh, yes. Having something in that hand, drinking, eating, and playing. And that's it. And, and then also psychological, they isolate. And so there's, there's those effects as well. So it's affecting everything about our children. And so we definitely need to be cutting back on screen time. And, you know, there's a whole, and I would just, just defer people to, you know, the, maybe the American Academy of Pediatrics, healthychildren.org website. They have a family media use plan. And it's so important to develop that customized plan for your family, what fits your family for all ages of your children, because we know even babies are on that stuff now. And then make that plan with your family, put it up, and that gives you all a guide to make sure you're limiting so your children can go out and play, you guys can play together, they can do their homework, they get enough sleep, especially our teenagers, we can cut all of that stuff back. But it all plays in together and it does promote obesity. Now, when uh, when we talk, right, when we have these kids who, you know, the the, ki- the school's sending letters and you're saying like, hey, your child's overweight, child's obese, and, and you're having to explain to parents, like, like if we don't get a hold of this now, right, like they're going to become you know, an adult with all of these related issues, right? Is there any issues right. that you tend to see start happening even when they're young at that age because they're overweight, because they're obese? I know we talked about just not sleeping and yes. troubles at school. And- I sure do. I sure do. So we are seeing children developing conditions, obesity-related conditions in childhood. So hmm. children are developing wow. type 2 diabetes. Children do have... I have patients with elevations in their cholesterol. Now that may be familial, but a lot of it's weight and we can get it down once they lose weight. We do have children who are depressed, suicidal, being bullied. So all the psychological ramifications of obesity. So Dr. Candice, you know, 
hearing all of these issues that and complications that can that are, are unfortunately now being seen in children like what are some of the treatment options and treatment recommendations that you give the parents right so what i first tell parents you know that i explain what's going on and and probably scare them to death right mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I, I definitely tell them the good news is all hope is not lost right kids are resilient and we can dial this back and that's the goal of my recommendation so again it's preventable and it's manageable and this is what I recommend and we're going to work on this together, right? And so first, I will have regular follow-up and checkups. So like I said before, you should know where your child is. Is your child overweight? Is your child obese? And face those facts. So regular checkups, right? And then once we're, if we're obese, then we're going to have follow-up. We're going to have this plan and we're going to have follow-up to try to see how you're doing with your weight. Second, I talk to parents about those recommendations. I like to tell them about things that they can remember, the 5210 rule, 5210 rule. And so that's five, you know, want to make it simple for them, five to six servings of fruits and vegetables every day. So we're talking about having a healthy diet, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Le- less than two hours of screen time. That not only cuts down on all the issues with screen time, but also will push them to be more active, which ties into the one, which is one hour of physical activity every day. So I encourage them to get their children involved in activity, you know, work out together, walk, ride bikes, get more, get outside more or, or put them in a sport. But every day in small increments or in an hour, they need to be doing some moderate activity where they can't, they can't, they can't just talk through it. They sweat a little bit. Right. Yes. And then the zero is really trying to strive for zero sugary drinks and snacks. Ooh, and, and right, listen, I know. Yeah, yeah. You're, t- you're gonna, you're gonna. <laughs> <laughs> and so I tell parents there, I tell parents there, 80-20 rule, 80-20 rule. 80% of the time, if you do these things, especially that sugary drink, because I'm going to be realistic. 80% of the time, if you can do that, at least don't have it in your house. You know what I mean? And if you guys go out on the weekend or you have something coming up, then don't stress about it. Let them, you know, do what they want to do. But you got to start cutting back. And that's the goal, to get the sugar out of the snacks and the sugar out of the drinks. Because, you know, kids, I just read this stat that I shared out on social media. They're drinking the equivalent of a bathtub full of sugar in the, just in their drinks alone. Wow. So if we can cut back in a, in a year's time, if we can cut back on sugary drinks and some of this snacking, we'll put a dent in it. So they're eating fruits and vegetables, limiting screen time, exercising. And then cutting back on sugary drinks and snacks, that's it, I think. I believe it. Do you find, especially with your parents that you take care of, that that seems to be a huge, like, it's maybe not they're not eating a lot of food, but they're drinking Yes. Uh, a lot of their calories from a from a just a general like total calorie standpoint. Do you feel like they're drinking more than eating, or you still you got some who who eat just as much as uh, they drink? Right, I have a little bit of both. I have some kids that parents say I cannot stop this child from eating. You know, we know kids go through growth spurts, mm-hmm. and she, he or she just wants to eat all the time. We could have just eaten a meal, and she's saying she's hungry again. So we know there's a whole group of kids that are like that. They're just overeating. Their hunger center is just always on. Right. Mm. And so we have to work around that. And there are 
programs for that, maybe. <laughs> and then we do have some kids that just constantly drink sweet drinks. They don't want water. They can't stand water. So they're sugar, juice, sweet tea, everything. And parents see that as innocent. They're not counting that in. Even when you talk to people about their eating, they just equate obesity to eating. They're not even counting mm -hmm. in the drinks. So we really have to talk to them about that. My other thing I talk to parents about is eating clean, green, lean, and as a team. Okay. As, as um, a team. Uh, yes. I want y'all to stress that. Don't be thinking that only your, your kids got to eat. You have to model. <laughs> you have to model it. You can't isolate that child who's overweight or obese and cut everything out of their life and, and, and focus on them losing weight and you're in the same predicament or the, you know, it's just not mm -hmm. fair. So it's a family affair. You need to support them. Everybody needs to change. We need to take inventory of the house, what's in the house and change that stuff and what we're buying and bringing into the home. That's how we support that child for sure. So quickly, clean eating is, as we know, reading labels and trying to eat real whole foods and not all these packets, processed, high salt, high fat, high calorie, sugary things. So I have a whole lot of kids that their main staple of eating is cereal and noodles. That's a problem. Wow. Okay. Yeah. That's a lot of unclean eating, right? Mm -hmm. Green eating, as we say, five to six serving of fruits and vegetables every day. That makes sense. Lean, I have families who only want to drink whole milk. Child's 200 pounds, you're still drinking whole milk. That's a problem. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so we can make tweaks, you know, cooking with olive oil, not frying everything, you know, learning how to, how to steam and bake and all these other ways to cook to make sure that those unhealthy fats are out of our foods. That's important. And we talked about teen. It's so important to do it together. Mm, you know, and th for those children who are overweight or obese, or even children who are not, and they have abnormalities with their exam. So the child has a kenthosis, nigra cans around the back of the neck, and you see that in the adults. That's a mm -hmm. sign of insulin resistance, which is a sign of pre, you know, possibly what we call pre-diabetes, right? That the pancreas and the insulin and, and this fat is causing some problems in the body. Right. If I see that or you're at a 95 percentile for body mass index or over and I'm doing some lab work and you have elevation in your cholesterol or your A1C is elevated or your insulin level is ele elevated, your blood pressure may be a little elevated. So if I get any of that data, then those are the children that we need to be a little bit more focused on losing weight because most of the management of that is to get them to lose weight. And so we can work with nutritionists, dietitians. There are comprehensive weight loss programs programs for children and most academic centers. We can put those children in those programs. Even on my podcast, I have spoken with uh, bariatric surgeons who are now seeing bariatric surgery in adolescence and as that, a way to treat some of those, you know, reverse cholesterol issues, diabetes, and, and those types of things. And that was actually a very interesting episode because I thought I was like, bariatric, because again, again, I'm naive, right? You know, if you're no. not, if you're not, if you're not 18, I don't even see you. I don't even right. see you right. in healthcare. <laughs> so I was like, wow, bariatric surgery? They're yeah. talking to the kids now? Like, I, I didn't even know that was a lane for them. Yes. Some of these kids are three, 400 pounds. They're severely obese and have all of the problems of obesity. And certainly that is a, an option for them to start reversing those, those medical problems. Wow. That's, yeah. Yeah. That's uh, yeah, no, that, that episode kind of, that episode definitely kind of threw me. Cause I was like, Oh, okay. All right. It's serious. It's, it's, a, it's <laughs> a, it's a problem. Like, and again, I think a lot, a lot of my, a lot of my patients, you know, and I've, I work in the hospital, so I get when, when we talk about complications, I get the ones who get the stroke. I get the ones who get the heart attack. 
I get the ones where the uncontrolled diabetic and now we got to talk about cutting your foot off. Like I get yes. the end stage end stage and you hear Dr. Candace telling you if, if, if we could get you early. Right? Yes. If, early if could, detection. If, if we could stop that yeah. early, you wouldn't have to see me. Right? You That's wouldn't right. have to see me with the heart attack. You wouldn't have to see me with the stroke. You wouldn't have to see me because your blood sugar is uncontrolled. But the problem is you're seeing me because you're not taking care of it. And again, I, again, I don't want to blame the kids uh, right. But so I got right. so that's that's why I'm talking to the lunch dinner community. I'm talking to you parents. Like you know if your child is a little bit on the heavier right. side, right? Like it's not even you you know. And you know, you've, you've been that, told. You've been told, right? So and now that the the schools are telling on y'all now. So <laughs> <laughs> so you can't because right. I know a lot of times they have they have they'll sometimes avoid going to the doctor, right? But now now right. the schools are saying, uh uh-uh. uh. That's right. You got you gotta handle this. Wow, that's that's interesting. So so there is no you, you know, you know, there's one thing about awareness I didn't know. But in most cases you are aware. So let's stop brushing this on the rug or being in denial and let's do the work, do what mm. we need to do for our kids. Because you are so right. We I don't want any any child, you know, as an adult to have to go through the things that you're de- dealing with as an adult uh, medicine physician. Mm. We can prevent this stuff. In most cases, we can prevent this stuff. And I always say in our community, we love calling Jesus and yeah. getting all the prayer warriors oh, together yes. when that like you said when that heart attack happens or that foot's getting cut off i'm always thinking that's fine now but that's reactionary we need to be more proactive and prevent it in the first place that god is in that too yes yes Ooh, i love it yeah that's a question. For, yes. from, from an obesity standpoint, I know as an adult physician, a lot of the stuff that I've learned, I've had to learn outside of my traditional training. Do you feel like this is this is something that's kind of being intertwined in the training as a pediatrician, or is this something also that you kind of had to kind of go outside to like get get really a good handle on what's what's happening now? Absolutely. You know, as physicians, with most things, but as physicians, we definitely have to be lifelong learners. And and you have to know how you learn. And for me, I think God put this interest in me because he knew that's how I would best learn. So not only this is for my patients and the masses and parents, etc. it's for me. I'm learning. It constantly keeps me reaching out to the experts, reading the latest studies, staying current with uh, management so I can come back and share with my parents and with my patients. So we definitely have to, if, if we just are operating as doctors on what we learned in medical school, we're already behind. Mm. (laughs) We're not up to date. We're not up to date. So we definitely have to stay on it. And then, you know, medical school and residency can't teach us everything. So we're responsible for filling in the gap. You know, a a perfect example of that. And it's something that can tie into obesity and how it's so difficult for some people to lose weight, even children and families is ACEs. I just learned about adverse childhood experience or childhood trauma and toxic stress about three or four years ago in the process of my doing my podcast. Podcast. Never was taught in medical school, never was taught in residency. And here now I know it is a silent epidemic that affects every part of our life and our health. Wow. You know what I mean? And, and we should be screening and wasn't doing screening wasn't doing or anything. anything. Nope. Yeah. So, you know, it, it's amazing. And I learned that on my own just in the last few years. So we always have to be learning. Always learning. All right, physicians, you hear that? You got to learn, keep learning. That, that, you know, 
really it's a it's a life or death situation yeah and it's you know again it, it may seem like a cookie here and a juice box there but again it's it's medications over here and medication over there and hospital visit over like it's it, it adds and builds so you know for my parents who are listening I, we definitely want to stress like we, we got to be right. on it we got to be on it for our kids and not to our kids, I, you know, Dr. Candace said, you know, this is a team thing, right? So when y'all That's make the right. switch and y'all making the changes for your kids, you got to most likely, again, not all the time, but most likely you got to make some of those changes uh, in your own health and your own diet as well. That's right. You know, I always tell parents, it, it starts at Hatcher for the very first time we start, <laughs> we start putting food in their mouth, even the cereal, packing cereal in the bottles to the point we have to alter the nipples. I mean, we just start overfeeding and, and giving, I can't wait to give you a French fry and chicken nugget, you know, why? <laughs> Slow down, you know. So it starts at the high chair and we have to figure out our problem areas. This child's problem area may not be overeating, but this child's maybe he doesn't eat fruits and vegetables. Whatever your problem area is and work on that and make those small adjustments and keep working with your doctor and you can do it. Perfect. Yeah. Before, before we let you go, I always, I always like to ask, you know, how, how can what you do empower other parents to really take a better control of their children's health overall? Well, I would say taking all this information, Dr. Barry, what he's putting out for adults and all of this information that doctors and, and professionals, experts in their fields are trying to put out there. This information is to raise your awareness, which empowers you because it gives mm-hmm. you the power to be the chain agent, change agents for your life and for your family. So what I'm doing is is the work. Take it, share it, listen to it, internalize it, make the adjustments. Because sometimes, yes. you know, we say knowledge is power, you know, know better, you do better. But we know, but we still have to do the work to make the change. Got Breaking it. those cycles and the habits and changing behavior is another whole beast. But I hope that just giving you the knowledge gives you the power to make the change. I love it. Absolutely. So that again, before we go, where, first of all, we need to tell people how to find your podcast, but just, just everything associated with Dr. Cannon. Yeah. And then of course, if you're listening to this, you're, you're in the shower, you're at work, you're running, don't worry, is, all of this information will be in the show notes and we'll make sure, you know, you, you find your way to Dr. Cannon because first of all, our podcast is amazing, especially for parents. I got three kids, right? So I'm always, I'm, I'm, I'm actually waiting for a vaccine one. Um, I got a lot, a lot of, I got a lot of, a lot of discussions on that, but I, I'll keep I will do it. This. I, I got, I got a lot of, I got a lot of thoughts associated okay. with my, my vaccine folks, but that's, I will wait for her to drop that episode so I can, I can kind of critique, especially cause I have to deal with it as an adult. Uh, I'm on it. I'm on it. I'm all about, you know, filling requests. I'm on it. I will do that for you. It is actually on my list. So I'll move it up to the top of the list for you. <laughs> but you can find me at drcandicemd.com. D-R-C-A-N-D-I-C-E-M-D.com. That's my website. It has, you know, up in the right-hand border there, it links to all of my social media platform, you know, Facebook, Instagram, at Dr. Candice MD. I'm on YouTube, Candace W. Jones, LinkedIn. What else is there? The podcast, Kidding Around with Dr. Candace. So it's K-I-D-I-N-G. So KID is the focus. Kidding Around with Dr. Candace. Anywhere you can listen to podcasts, but mainly SoundCloud, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts. You can hear it on iHeartRadio, tune in, anywhere you can listen to podcasts. And I would love for you to subscribe, rate, and review, especially on Apple Podcasts. That matters. Yes, um, she, she, and we need her to get five stars reviews. Yes, thank you. Thank you. And, you know, definitely follow me on all those 
platforms. Send, I love to hear from you. Give me feedback. Tell me if you want a certain type of topic, just like Dr. Barry just did. I mean, I have people all the time asking me questions and I'll try. It's I'm not a replacement for medical advice, for the mm-hmm. advice of your doctor, but I can give you general direction. And I love to do that. So I think that's it. Yeah, and when we, when we, we stress all the time. Remember, y'all, even though you hear us talk, I want you to kind of take it with that grain of salt and then go right to the doctor that you're supposed to because we obviously can't legally give you any health-related advice. We can just That's give you right. what our opinion is, but we, we're kind of sure about our opinion. That's right. That's <laughs> right. And there's one resource to further help you. There's all kind of apps to help you, you know, do food diaries to see where you fall. Like, because a lot of people think they don't eat a lot, but if you plug it in for two or three days, you'll find out because especially it'll, it'll point to all the sugary drinks. Oh, yeah. Don't, don't forget the drinks. Don't forget. That's right. Add that in. <laughs> but there's a wonderful doctor, African-American woman, Dr. Cody Stanford out of Harvard. She's an obesity medicine doctor with children and adults. And she has put out a wonderful book that I just got. I'm going to bring her on the podcast. Um, sometime in the next couple of months, Facing Overweight and Obesity, A Complete Guide for Children and Adults. Mm, okay. And I think she has wonderful approaches. She does a lot of research and it looks great. I'm reading it now. So that might be a resource if you like books. Yes, we love books. We love books. And her her book will be on the show notes as well, too. We got to awesome. make sure we support. And Dr. Kans, thank you for coming to Lunch to Learn. Much appreciated. I already know my parents are going crazy because they've been asking for like, talk about some kids. And I'm like, I don't know kids, but like, I know someone who does. And I do. Well, we can do it anytime. Let me yes. know. <laughs> <laughs> thank you very much. Thank you for having me. I enjoyed this. I love it. Thank you for getting to the end of the show. I am your host, Dr. Barry Pierre, host of The Lunch Learner, Dr. Barry. And this is another amazing episode that we like to bring to you week after week on betterment of empowering yourself for better health today. If you have not had a chance, please go ahead and subscribe to the show if this is your first time listening. If you already listen and you've already subscribed, make sure to leave me a five-star review because your support is absolutely important in keeping the show moving as it is. And if you have not had a chance and you want to check out today's show notes, always head over to lunchlearnpod.com. That is lunchlearnpod, all in one word, dot com. And you can get the access to my show notes for every single episode, especially the one you just listened to. And I'm going to see you guys next week. You guys be blessed. Bye.